Hello, my friends. It's Andy coming to you live from California on the Andy Falco Show. And first, I got to say, I will be doing How Do You Kill 11 Million People tomorrow. Um, some new footage came up that I really wanted to include. And then I thought about some other stuff. The one thing is I have to stop thinking about it because I keep adding little things. Now, what, en what ends up happening is I reduce all those things to make sure the show isn't like five hours long. Uh, but um, it's just things got crazy. Today. today was the first day of school. And um, they went to the skate park and stayed there a little bit longer. I've uh, got a flat tire. All my excuses to tell you that we will be doing the show tomorrow. But this is just as important of a show that I'm going to be doing right now. It's uh, The reason I can do this one is because it's easy. <laughs> this is an easy show. This has to do with the 17-year-old who shot and killed those two Antifa or BLM guys. Uh, and he's being... Um, uh, it's being shouted out that he is some vigilante and some murderer and all this kind of stuff. So we're going to talk about that tonight. And I got some footage uh, that I want to play for you that will um, just kind of bring it all together. I think we'll bring some of the stuff together. So let's talk about my sponsors really fast before I do that. And that is today's happycoffee.com. Don't forget to get some happycoffee.com. It works on the happy hormones and uh, appetite suppressant. I have lost inches like crazy. You wouldn't believe it. Um, and actually, you know what? I'm going to put up my picture because I'm, uh, I know this will make everybody happy uh, to do this. But this is my before and after. I, I don't have a shirt on. I'm warning you right now. I don't have a shirt on. It doesn't look pretty, but I just got to show you, show you the difference. And um, I could I actually probably even have a, a better picture. And I will be take that picture maybe next week. But here is what, uh, what I've lost. Oops, my banner is in the way. Sorry about that. Um, and there it is. So the upper uh, pictures are before that was only about six months ago. And then the pictures down below, uh, are just recent pictures of those. That's actually about three weeks ago. And I've already lost a little bit more weight and no, as one of my friends says, are you sucking your gun? And no, I'm standing there. Um, and yeah, it's crazy, right? Uh, it is bizarre uh, that I could not get rid of that little bit of fat. It just kept, kept lingering, lingering. I couldn't get rid of it. And, uh, it wasn't until I started drinking uh, today's happy coffee. There's a lemonade and a peach tea. Uh, chai tea. I, I'm not a fan of chai tea, but a lot of people love the chai tea. That's not that I'm a fan of this chai tea. I'm just not a fan of chai tea. Um, and then um, we have a new product coming out. It's supercharged, um, uh, a little capsule that you take that it's a supercharged energy um, uh, boost of energy and appetite suppressant. They actually say, I haven't got mine yet, but people that have taken it say they actually have to set an alarm to remind themselves to eat because it's such a great appetite suppressant. So if you do intermittent fasting, this pill that's coming up is uh, supposed to be amazing. Uh, and you don't wanna take it too late in the day or else you'll never get any sleep. That's how good it is. Uh, and it's uh, it's good for you too. All right, so there's that. And then we have uh, today's CBD oil, one of the best CBDs on the planet. It has liposome technology uh, and it is fantastic. It is made by Vaseo, one of the top 50 healthcare companies in the world. And it is uh, patented, it is a fantastic product. It, it virtually has changed my life. Uh, and then the rest of the products over at Viseo, you go to todaysviseo.com and get some uh, Core Complete, which is a great vitamin package. Fantastic. I've been taking those. It's, uh, again, I feel healthier now than I did when I was in my late 20s and early 30s. I swear. Uh, I know how I felt. It wasn't like I feel now. I feel fantastic. Again, have a full day with four kids being homeschooled. Um, getting through that, I did some work today uh, while they were doing some of their, uh, their schoolwork and did an earlier show. And then we went to the skate park where, where I was there at the skate park, uh, went and got pizza, but I'm home. I still feel like I could take on a whole bunch of other stuff. Um, and then also they have in Viseo, the skincare uh, products, which is scientifically proven. It's one of the only things I can say because it's not a supplement, but that is scientifically proven uh, to turn back the hands of time. All right, so uh, let me look at a couple comments. There's probably a couple people yelling at me because I told them, I told our audience earlier that I would be doing, I'm not picking at myself down here. I'm trying to move my blanket that's on my seat. It's a wooden seat. So I put a blanket on there and it starts to focus. Oh, dang it. Thank you. Sorry about that. Let me fix that. My autofocus is on. Oh my gosh, those of you listening on the podcast, thank God you don't have to see what I'm doing right now. I have autofocus on. I don't know what happens between shows, but sometimes my um, my camera resets uh, and I, I shouldn't have to keep taking off autofocus because this computer has not been turned off for days and it's been connected. I don't know what happens. It just, it just does it for some reason. I don't know why, it's driving me crazy. Uh, hey Carol, nice to see you. Thank you Rich for telling me about my autofocus. It is crazy. I should start to check that because it's a recent thing. Uh, just in the last uh, 
three weeks or so it's been doing that everybody man for posting your private pics not me <laughs> hey what are you gonna do uh i don't care i got i don't care anymore you, you, look at what i talk about uh, for a living um the podcast is live but i don't know if it's live on iheart i've been waiting it takes about three to four weeks for it to go live on on um, iHeartRadio, you can go to Apple Podcasts. It's on there. Just type in Andy Falco, the Andy Falco Show. It'll come up. Um, and, and gosh, I don't know, like seven or eight other um, podcasting platforms. The only one that isn't live yet, at least it wasn't yesterday, is iHeartRadio. You can check though if you want. Hey, Doug Jones, nice to see you. I work with security guards who think they're police officers. Oh my gosh, I could talk about that. <laughs> that is true. And so I, that's where I'm going to start a little talk a little bit about this whole thing. All right. So um, let me bring back up my uh, lower. Oh, no, I'm not because I'm going to bring up a video. All right. So I want to talk about a few things first. So we and you know, actually, Doug Jones brings up a really good point. Security guards are not police officers, right? We have different rules. I've owned a security company with 500 employees uh, where we did security for Coachella Fest and um, uh, uh, what's the other one? Stagecoach and Comic-Con, which are huge events, right? I, I, our company was in charge of the security for those events. And I had police cars. I had five police, five, five or six police cars, uh, four police dogs, a whole bicycle team, 20-something bicycles, um, and radios and all kinds of stuff. It was, a, it, was, it was probably bigger than some uh, police departments across the United States, some of these small. And um, very different. When I ran the security company, I, I, I trained everybody and taught them that they are not police officers. Uh, police officers don't chase after bad guys, right? When you are on a property and somebody's coming to break in and you're a security guy working, your job is to be observant and hopefully chase them off before they steal anything. Thing. And then get a license plate and um, a description and any loss that may happen and then interact with the police officers and let them know which direction the person ran or if they got into a car and that kind of stuff. That is your job. Police chase after, capture, tackle uh, and uh, handcuff and arrest. Two different things. Security guard can put people under private person arrest but they hand them over to law enforcement officers actually accept the arrest. And so, and that is in a nutshell, pretty much. So protecting the property, you can do. Armed security can protect the property. If they think their life's in danger or somebody on the property's life is in danger, they can protect themselves. If the person's running away, that's it. They're, they they, they got to let them go. They're, they're, you're not going to shoot them as they're running away. All right. So a, a complete difference. I, the guy I shot uh, as a police officer, he was moving away from me, but he had a gun and he was getting ready to go inside a restaurant where there were people. And so I shot him before he went inside. That was to protect the people that were inside. Now, a security guard, could he do that? Maybe. Uh, it's a little risky, but this, these are the things you have to make some determinations. My bad guy was a robber. He had a, a trash can full of money. As he was coming out in the darkness towards me, he, he spotted my backup officer, who was a motor officer, and then dropped everything. The money and the jewels and everything went on, on the, the ground, and he turned and ran, and I can see he had a gun in his hand, and he was reaching for the doorknob of the restaurant to run back inside where there were hostages or potential hostages. They were already robbed, right? Uh, and then I shot him as he was as he was reaching for the doorknob. And so those are decisions that have to be made. Um, but security guards, completely different. If somebody's re retreating and running away, that their job is not to catch them. Their, their job is to protect that um, the property that they have been engaged uh, with contract to protect, but mostly observing and, and watching and, and, and hopefully keeping people from uh, breaking it. Uh, if they're armed, then again, protecting themselves or protecting somebody else's life, that's, um, that's what the, you know, that's the, what their duty is. And that's it. Nothing further than that. No arrest powers, nothing. They have to place people under private person's arrest. So thank you, Doug, for starting there. Um, uh, some, yeah, some. <laughs> that's for sure. All right. So um, so now we have kind of an, an idea about that. Um, and then we're going to come back to this after I talk about a few things. We have a, a, a really bizarre climate right now with in regard to media and politicians on one side of the aisle and politicians on the other side of the aisle, right? Uh, politicians on the right tend to believe um, of law and order. And they don't like all this writing. They don't like all this violence that they, they want to stomp it out. And if it takes moving in a National Guard, then move in the National Guard. Let's get that done. As a matter of fact, overwhelm with power. You know, some of these say, well, you can let in 100 people because we only have 100 uh, protesters. Uh, but no, you bring in 300 National Guard to pound down 100, 500 to pound down 100, right? You want to overwhelm so that you get over fast and then they have, they retreat and they go away, right? 
the more you can get people to go away, the better, uh, because now you're not the type of bunch of officers with, with arresting and processing people. Now, if they deserve to be arrested, arrest their asses and prosecute. Right. We have a bunch of DAs now that are liberals in, po in Portland and Seattle and in, in New York and a number of the uh, Minneapolis and, and Portland. Uh, I already said Portland uh, who uh, they catch and release. Right. They bring them in and they go, OK, get out of here. And they let them go. And then they go right back out with a new Molotov cocktail and began all, uh, all over again. Uh, that is those are liberals. Those are the people on the left. Republicans tend to want. Uh, and I say 10 because there's some Republicans that are a little wishy washy. You know, they're rhinos. And so then you have the left and then you have the media working entirely against us. So let me play a little clip. This is actually from the Dan Bongino show. I'm going to play this clip. Uh, he's, he's going to play a clip in his show. So I'm playing a clip of a clip. Um, and it is a reporter uh, asking the president a White House a question and uh, associating uh, and asking, why are you not um, telling people who are using paintballs in Portland that they are horrible people and it's really bad that they're using paintballs? So it's really good. It's a good one. That, that really is not a great impression that I just did, but it is the truth of what I'm going to say. All right, I'm going to bring it up and then I'm going to mute my mic so that you'll hear silence for a second. Just so you, I'm just warning you that way you don't panic and think something happened. All right. Trump, who has been on the right side of right rather than the wrong side of right, like the Democrats when it comes to street violence and the mob. Yesterday had a great moment at the White House press conference. I don't know if you saw it. The absolutely hapless joke of a alleged reporter, Caitlin Collins from CNN, a total fraud in every respect. Caitlin Collins is about one thing. You know, she pretends to be a journalist. She's about Caitlin Collins. She's not about actual journalism and stuff. So she always asks the dumbest questions and watching her get annihilated in these press conferences by President Trump, I have to say, never gets old. So here's Caitlin Collins asking yesterday about... Um, a, a paintball thing. By the way, I don't know if she covered the death to America chant. That may have been after this, this, I don't know. I'm, I get lost in all the death to America pigs in a blanket. What do we want? Dead cops chants. I'm having a hard time tracking them and putting them on a coherent chronological timeline. You know, Joe, they all get lost. Death to America, Man. pigs in a blanket, Man. fry them like bacon. What do we want? Dead cops. I just, it confuses me. There's so many. Caitlin Collins doesn't care about that. She cares about a bunch of Trump supporters that drove through Portland. And uh, apparently they got into an altercation and there were some paintballs involved, paintballs. She doesn't seem too worried about the actual non-paintballs. You know, the bullets that killed the no. Trump supporter in Portland. Not asking about that one. She wants to know about no. the paintballs. And of course, President Trump does what he always does, makes Caitlyn Collins look like a complete fool. Check this out. You were just criticizing Joe Biden, saying he didn't mention the far left or Antifa during his speech today. You said you wanted to talk about left-wing political violence. Yeah. But I noticed you did not mention that your supporters were also in Portland this weekend, firing paintball guns at people, some form of pepper strike. So do you want to also take this chance to condemn what your supporters did? Well, I understand they had large numbers of people that were supporters, but that was a peaceful protest. And paint is not, and paint is a defensive mechanism. Paint is not bullets. Uh, your supporters, your supporters, and they are your supporters indeed, uh, shot a young gentleman who, uh, and killed him, not with paint, but with a bullet. And, and I think it's disgraceful. Your, your supporters, the Caitlin Collins. He's right, of course. Yeah, he's right. It, <laughs> her supporters. Um, I'm not laughing at the gentleman that lost his life to uh, her supporters, but this the this the complete idiocy of uh, these reporters. So this is what we're facing as both law enforcement and even security, even people that are trying to protect their property. You know what happened with the couple in St. Louis, Missouri, who um, brandished their weapons on their property to make sure that nobody was going to come on and kill them onto their property and kill them. They'd already broken down a gate of a private community and were marching through the private community uh, over their, through their property. And apparently they're the criminals, uh, the, the owners of that home, uh, not the intruders, not the people threatening uh, to eat their dog and, and do the other stuff that they were saying. Uh, again, this is upside down. The media, the politicians, the DAs go, go after the people protecting property and protecting themselves, but not the aggressors. And suddenly somebody with paintball is, is, is a danger and needs to be, um, uh, you know, uh, you know, shut down by the president, but 
don't say anything. The, the, remember, there's no writing. Now they began to say there's writing. We'll talk about that too. But for the longest time, there's been no writing. There's been no looting. It's 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 a very small, maybe two or three people across the United States have been actually doing anything bad. Uh, but gosh darn it, one of your supporters was hitting somebody with, or shooting paintballs at somebody. And uh, that, um, uh, you know, uh, President, General Trump, <laughs> President Trump, um, uh, is a horrible, horrible person because he didn't put down this person or these people that were shooting paintballs. One more thing. This is going to be hard to hear. I just tried to listen to it. I'm sorry. I had already started the show, uh, but I'm going to play another clip here that really is important. It's all going to kind of bring together what I'm going to talk about in one second. And, um, but again, I'm sorry if the, if you can't hear it, I apologize. Um, but it is a, a guest on, um, what would be on the Hammer show. And again, I just want you to hopefully listen. Hopefully, I'm so sorry, I couldn't find the link. Um, this gentleman right here is going to, I'm gonna repeat what he says in case you can't hear it. And the volume is as high as I can make it. So I apologize, I'm gonna stop talking. You may wanna turn up your volume so you can hear it. And then when it's over, turn it back down because I don't wanna blow your ears off if you happen to have um, earplugs in, or earplugs, uh, ear, uh, you know what I mean, ear pods. All right, here we go. I'm going I'm to mute. So I'm muting. You can turn up now. Silence, right? No matter who does it, no matter when it happens, no matter who it happens to, there's no need for that in this country. But I think what we saw from the president here was him conflating two different things, him conflating law and order and him conflating what we're seeing take place all across the country. Now, let me address the law and order part first. If you talk to anybody in this country, no matter what their color is, they want safe and welcoming communities and they want those communities to have law and order. And what law and order means pretty simply is that if somebody breaks into your home and you call the police, you want them to come. That's public safety 101. But with that being said, there is another problem that is brewing. The, the, a recent Gallup poll found that only one in five African-Americans feel that when they interact with the police is their respect there is their dignity and if there's courtesy and the question that the question that he was being asked by the press is rooted in that and the president has not answered that question and that's why yeah. there are peaceful protests taking place all across the country because african americans are asking for the same form of justice that says if we like what happened to mr rittenhouse mm -hmm. you can shoot mm -hmm. to kill two individuals shoot another one walk away and go home Whereas in Mr. Blake was shot seven times when he was going to check on his three sons in his car. And he was shot in front of his children. Right. And okay. I was telling you to turn your volume down. I won't talk loud until you get that, that down. So what he said there towards the end, I mean, all of it. So number one, he said, you know, that's why there's peaceful protest everywhere. Uh, listen. We've been watching this for over 100 days in Portland. We, before that, we had Chaz Chop. There has been very little peaceful protest. I am sorry. Uh, it may be happening during the day, but every night somebody's getting shot, somebody's getting hurt, a building's getting a set of fire, um, law enforcement's getting hurt, lasers in the eyes of law enforcement blinding them. Uh, they've been getting hit in the head with trash can lids. They've been had to get in the head with bricks. Um, uh, I, 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 I'm sorry, uh, whatever that guy's name is. I don't even know his name. I know, I know that he so badly just wants it to be peaceful protesting and he wants to get that word out. The second thing is that he talked about the, the guy I'm going to be talking about here. And that's the 17 year old who can go out there and just shoot two people and walk home, right? Nothing about why that happened or how that happened. But do you see what he's saying there? And this is what we're working against. The media asking the questions. This is also media, but it's a guest on Fox News and spouting words that those are the things that people that want to hear that remember. And now they begin to use it. Now, you know, and, and of course, you know, you know how people now begin to use the fr same framage or uh, wordage or a framage uh, wordage. They use the same wordage for, uh, you know, comments on my posts. And the same thing. Hey, did you know that you, it's okay for that guy to just shoot two people and walk home? Yeah, but you're missing. <laughs> you're missing a whole bunch of other stuff, right? And then the, the, the final thing, which was the coup de gras, the thing that I just went, huh? Where he said, um, Blake, right? The guy's last name is Blake. I always forget his first name. But Blake, the guy who was shot in uh, Wisconsin, what he said was, is that he was shot seven times in the back for checking on his kids in the car. He was shot because he was checking on his kids in his car in front of his kids. 
Wow, I'm not sure if you miss that he is a sex predator that had a warrant out for his arrest. And I'm not sure if you missed the part where he has been known to carry lethal weapons. I'm not sure if you missed the part where he was fighting with the cops and he was resisting arrest. Oh, and he was he was shot with a taser and had no effect. He continued to fight with the cops. I think he was shot a second time and still nothing happened. He still fought with the cops. Oh, yeah. And then they pointed a gun at him and he refused to stop, even with the guns pointing at him. They tried to grab his shirt. He pulled away from the, the cop holding his shirt, and then he reached for a knife on the floorboard. You, did you miss all that? At no time do you think that he was ever concerned about his kids, ever? Do you think that he really was checking on his kids? Is that what you really think? That may be one of the most ridiculous things I ever heard. This is what we're fighting against. And at some point, I know that there's going to be a Democrat in my circle of friends or whoever watches or whoever you share this with will see this and go, you know, I think I'm finally seeing <laughs> how the media has been lying to me and these uh, these jokers that show up on these uh, news shows uh, supposed to be experts. I think he's some type of, uh, you know, a Rhodes Scholar or something like that. What? The guy doesn't look like he ever has even been around a fight that he's ever been in a in a scuffle with anybody. He probably doesn't wrestle, probably never played football. I don't know who he is. He may be like a football star. I don't know. But, um, you know, you know, he just was checking on his kids and he got shot seven times in the back. What? What are you talking about? Um, and so we have a battle, right? We have a battle. This is not going to get better. I keep telling you, this will not Yes, checking on the kids. Checking on the kids. <laughs> I just about fell over. What? He got shot seven times for checking on the kids. This is what this is why. This is why because we have crazy 19, 20-year-olds who who hear this stuff and and that's what they that's what they think, right? How how many times in the protest when you've seen people getting yelled at, what about the kids that are that Trump's putting in cages? And you keep saying, no, it was Obama. What are you talking about? What? No, <laughs> Trump did nothing like that. The cages, the pictures of the children in the fenced-in areas, they weren't in cages, was, were those pictures were taken during the, the Obama administration, the Biden administration. It was, Ob it was Obiden. <laughs> That's what I should say. No, Obiden. It was Biden. What the hell? And so they repeat, they repeat, they repeat, repeat. This is going to lead into my tomorrow show, my tomorrow show. Amy, I see you're on. Tomorrow, I'm going to be showing you how to kill 11 million people. And we're going to be talking about it in greater detail. But this is, I just like, I saw that and I said, gosh, I mean, that is, I mean, of course, that's only one of thousands of, of statements that are made about Donald Trump being racist, me being racist on my show, um, and that I'm a horrible person. But I just want to talk about quickly. Let's um, let's see. Uh, I got some ocean. <laughs> yeah. Hands up. Hands up. Don't shoot. Another one. Thank you, uh, Don. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that never happened. That never happened. Yeah, it, it is. They have they have T-shirts. All right. They have slogans. Um, they have probably a website, um, I'm guessing. Um, and it never happened. That never happened. It is a complete myth. Um, uh, so when we're, when we're talking about now, let me get back. So, so we're fighting against all this uh, media, uh, you know, this, this horrific, what they, I don't even, they can't even be called media, whatever they are. Right. Um, and then you have these uh, commentators that are on these TV shows. <clears throat> and, and then the last thing I want to talk about, the last thing that you get from the, the media and these commentators is that they keep saying, well, Donald Trump isn't disavowing it and saying anything negative about uh, Blake being shot in the back or the 17-year-old uh, the who killed the two people that were attacking him. He said nothing about that. And Donald Trump has said something about it. He says, I'm waiting for the investigations, right? That's what used to happen a lot, right? You hear police do, do that all the time. As a police officer, if we were ever asked their questions, well, I don't know. Uh, the investigation is still pending. We're still gathering the evidence. We're still talking to witnesses. We're still looking at video. We're still looking at, at evidence that uh, you know has not been processed yet. Um, we don't know. Because what we see with our eyes may not be the whole story, which is the case in all of the recent cases, and unfortunately. And I have a feeling things are not going to go well because what people want, they're not going to get. All right. They're, what people want, people on the left, right, are not going to get. And the people on the right are going to go, 
man, should I say anything? <laughs> should I say, I told you so? No, if you say, I told you so, man, another building's going to go up on uh, in flames. But we we're, we're setting, we, I'm just saying America, we are setting ourselves up for failure because many of these incidents, including the George Floyd, I'm telling you, I'm warning you now, it, we, we have set ourselves up for failure as Americans, America. I know you're not a party of the, the attorneys that are that went on the air, you know, immediately and said, this was a murder. And I also was a part of that. I said, wow, that is really bad. <laughs> you know, that should not have happened. But again, even I, right, even I, who I come out here and tell you all the time, wait, wait, wait. And that one would look so bad. Like, there's no way. What else could possibly come out? Oh, he had a dime bag of fentanyl in his mouth that I had. I did not even, did not even cross my mind. Could have been the reason that he died. And people say, well, you should have been on his neck. Yes. The cop should not have been on his neck, possibly for that long. And that possibly, what? You are a rape. No, I'm telling you, I have wrestled, and I'm going to go through this really quick one more time. I have wrestled people on drugs. And if you've, if you've never wrestled somebody that's on drugs, methamphetamine, um, PCP, uh, fentanyl, um, you're in for a whole different kind of fight. <laughs> Just tell you right now. Um, uh, I remember a bit, my, my partner that I used to ride with in a reserve. I remember we were fighting with some guy at Anaheim Stadium who was on, it was on something. I, I think it was a mixture of heroin and cocaine and maybe mushrooms. I don't know. He had a mixture of something that, and he had an ax and he was trying to chop down the A, right? The A there at Anaheim Stadium. He was trying to chop it down with an ax. The little hand axe, right? Not a big axe. You oh, oh, crazy. And uh, when it came time to wrestle with him, you have never felt um, uh, superpowers from somebody until you wrestled somebody that's on uh, a narcotic, especially PCP. He may have had a little PCP too. I don't know what he had, but it was incredibly crazy. All right. Uh, it is crazy. I had to wrestle a guy who was completely naked, who had walked through a plate glass window, cuts all over him, sweaty and bloody and naked. And here I, I have to wrestle with him with somebody else. And he's slippery and sliding like a butter on him. We're trying to get his arms behind his back. He's spitting and, and trying to bite us and he's elbowing us and we're, we have to we get knocked off and we keep coming back. It went on for way too long. Blood all over us, sweat all over us. It was before the AIDS epidemic. And we were sitting there punching him, right? Elbowing him, hitting him with the flashlights. We did everything. Nothing was working. We finally were able to get like a rope around his wrist and his feet tied together and get him. And he ended up dying. Uh, he had a heart attack and died. Um, but again, you've never fought anybody like this. I'm not telling you that what I saw on the film the film, the video of George Floyd is the, for most people, if you ever saw us fight with somebody like that, it is the ugliest thing you've ever seen. It's not pretty. You would not, you would say, wow, do they have to do that? Well, yeah, we have to get him into custody. And at some point we have to get him to a hospital to get some help because he's going to be hurting as soon as he starts come off of those drugs. Or maybe it's at the beginning of those drugs and it's going to get worse, right? So we have to do something. We can't, oh, you just should have walked away. No, they, we don't walk away. All right, let's get back to the 17-year-old. I don't know how I got on the whole thing. You guys got me all distracted over here. It's not, PCP is a wild ride. Have you ever been on it, Don? Or are you talking about seeing people on it? I'm just it, curious because it is crazy. Uh, it is it is crazy uh, with a capital K. All right, so you got the 17 year old. What I know and what has been said even on some media and in some posts and people that I know that know some stuff is that he was there to protect a building, right? We've seen probably some of these interviews uh, and there's an interview of him before the shooting. But I have confirmation from another source that sent me a message. You got, yeah, you know, what you're hearing is true. He was he was there to protect the building. The fact, the gun that he had and how he got it and how it was given to him, they say, they say, I'm hearing this, is completely legal. And so you, they're, they're already have a problem now with their with their narrative, right? They, he's got a gun and carried across state line and he's, uh, you know, a 17-year-old felon. Um, well... Mm. He is a kid who um, had some skill, by the way. He actually did. I've seen cops that are fighting for their lives shooting and they miss everything. He hit his targets. That I'm, I'm, People are saying, well, he's just red. No, he hit his targets. He hit the people that were attacking him and nothing else. And that is pretty good. But back to who he was. He was a, the 17-year-old kid asked to protect the building. Uh, apparently three buildings that this, bu this business owner owns, two of them were set ablaze and burned to the ground. He was trying to save his last building. So he asked a couple guys, including the 17-year-old, one other guy, to protect this building to stand there, right? And that seems like a reasonable thing to me. I, again, now we're getting back to the security thing. He called. Whether these guys have a security card, 
I don't know. In, in this kind of thing, I remember Rodney King rides. I was driving past, you know, Asian liquor store owners who had M16s and uh, um, ARs, you know, that were out inside. Yeah, this is my store. Do you want some beer? <laughs> Do you want some bubble gum? Come on in. And he's armed with an M16, like all over Los Angeles. As I was driving through the area of Los Angeles and Long Beach and Hollywood, um, protecting uh, some of the properties and the firefighters. That was my duty was to protect the firefighters, me and my dog. And we had, I had an MP5, uh, you know, strapped around my neck and holding it along with my dog. And then, Hey, how you doing? And there's an, an Asian liquor store owner and there's a black uh, store owner. And then there is some, a couple of Hispanics that are protecting just a random building. They have guns. Hey, how you doing? And that was normal. It is normal because what else is there? You're, you're busy defunding the cops. All the cops are busy handling the rioting. They're not handling patrol calls, right? If somebody walks by that looks suspicious uh, during the Ronnie King rides, you wouldn't call and say, hey, I got somebody suspect. Yeah. They go, yeah, we got lots of suspicious people everywhere. Like, well, no, we're not sending it. We're sorry. Right. So they were tasked, these business owners, to either protect it themselves or hire people to protect their buildings. Whether they had a guard card or uh, any training, God only knows. I don't know any of the 100. It had to be 100 people that I drove past who had guns who were lawful citizens protecting property all the time. We're forgetting we've been through stuff like this before. This is not abnormal, all right? So you have a town like Wisconsin that is that is under fire by Antifa and, and Black Lives Matter. We've seen, especially this building owner who hired two guys and the security guards, I'm sure, have seen what's been going on in all these other cities and states. All this is important. If it was just suddenly it was happening in Wisconsin, I'm guessing those guys probably wouldn't be there because they didn't have the, the what we see is the history of going on for hundreds of days in Portland, right? These are the first days of Wisconsin. So mindset and why they were there is so important because we've seen in all these other cities, Democratic politicians, mayors and uh, city council members who are not protecting their voters and not protecting their building owners. Right. And they're business owners and they're saying, you're on your own. If I'm on my own, I'm hiring two guys. One may be 17. Maybe they maybe uh, you know, he knew he was 17. I don't know. But he was there and he had a first aid kit. The other thing that I hear is that he was there um, uh, assisting in any type of first aid that a BLM member might have or an Antifa. Right. So let's just cut the, the, the idiocy that this guy is some kind of vigilante. He was not a vigilante based on the definition. He wasn't out seeking people to kill. Have you ever watched the Clint Eastwood movie, uh, right, where he goes out looking for people to kill? Uh, the, the suspects that were involved in raping somebody or shooting somebody, that is a vigilante. A vigilante goes out seeking people that have wronged him in some way or another or somebody that he loves and has killed him. Well, who else does? Uh, Charlie Bronson, right? Charles Bronson movies, where he goes out looking for, that's a vigilante, right? These guys are guards protecting a building in that protection he was singled out and attacked and chased down they were throwing stuff at him and the guy that was chasing him was really getting ready to throw something at him and take him out whether you again you most most of the people that are coming are, are snowflakes and they would never ever be in a situation like, like this these are the people it's like the people saying that we can't go back to work and the, the people telling us that we can't go back to work are the people working right you have no place you have no place saying, well, I don't know what you're worried about. I don't know why we, you know, we don't, can't come to an agreement in Congress. You just sit there not making any money and not having any food in the refrigerator. You don't worry about it. We have it all handled as they are reach, getting a paycheck automatically deposited in their checking account on a weekly basis or biweekly basis, right? You have a bunch of people that are getting paid, the press, right? The, the, the media, the, the, the show hosts. The um, uh, the politicians, all of them are getting paid and saying, you calm down. Not a big deal. You don't worry about it. Those of you that are not getting paid. And by the way, your building is getting burnt down. Oh, and by the way, the cars in your uh, sales lot have all been burned down. The windows have been broken out. Don't worry about that. Don't protect yourself. I'm getting paid. I have food. In my, I'm having ice cream in my uh, $20,000 refrigerator in my mansion. As a politician, I'm not sure how you get a mansion and a two $20,000 refrigerators with ice cream in them, but somehow she does. Um, you guys just shut up. You shut up. You don't protect yourself, and you just go ahead and take it because we said so. We're going to defund your cops. We're not going to come and answer any calls if your building's being burnt down. We don't care about your building. Just shut up and don't protect yourself. 
So then you have the media going, yeah, you don't protect yourself, right? I'm getting a paycheck too. And I'm telling you, don't protect yourself. So it really is kind of crazy that they, they now try to put this picture, right? That this guy, the 17 year old kid looks like an, actually a nice kid. Like I want to, I want to do my part. I know the police can't be here. My buddy asked to protect the building. I saw that what happened to another guy in St. Louis. He was a former, uh, you know, captain of a police department and he went to protect somebody's building that was getting looted and he ended up dying. He got shot in the head and they videotaped his death live on Facebook, right? He, this kid, this got to see that happen. I am sure I, I'm not, I don't know him, but I'm, I'm guessing. I mean, how can you not have heard about Dorn, right? And so you have a kid who's been tasked and asked to take care of building. He knows that other people protecting property have been harmed and killed. And you have media saying, oh, he's a vigilante and he should have never been there. And he took a gun across uh, state lines and he needs to hang, hang, I say. How dare you protect your property? Oh, where are we going for lattes? We're going, and then they go off and spend their money that they're getting in their paycheck automatically. So you have that. So he's there, he's protecting. He then gets attacked. He's getting chased. As he's getting chased, he thinks he's going to die, right? That's what he's going to testify to. I'm telling you, if he has a good lawyer, and that's probably the truth. He's going to say, I thought I was going to die. I had no choice. I had no choice but, I, choice but to protect myself. I was chased, right? I ran in hopes that this guy would just give up. He didn't give up. He continued to chase me between two cars. I was getting into a location where I did not know where to go. And I was cornered and I had no choice but to shoot. I'm sorry that he died, but he did not have to chase me. He didn't have to threaten me. And I told him to stop. And I was afraid for my life. And I had to shoot and protect myself. That is what the 17-year-old did. He's not a vigilante. And he wasn't there randomly looking for somebody to shoot like that nitwit said or uh, tried to insinuate uh, there on uh, the Hammer Show there on Fox News. He was there to protect the property. He got attacked, chased, cornered, thought he was going to die, protected himself. What happens next? He gets on the phone and says, hey, I, we need help over here. We got a guy that's down. Uh, he, he tries to alert somebody. He's not, he didn't, he's not like a hit and run. He's not like what one of these snowflakes, BLM or Antifa guys would do, where they do it and run and not tell anybody. He, 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 um, he shoots them. He owns up to it and says, hey, I got to report this to somebody. My God, what 17-year-old would do that in any case? <laughs> I, I hear these people just, just like, like lunacy. Like he didn't even raise shot. He stood over him. Are you okay? Some guys began to give first aid. He's getting on his phone. And then as he's doing that, here comes some more. There he is. And they start chasing him. He's going, oh shit, I got more after me. And he's running with his gun and he's got a gun. Why are you chasing him with a skateboard if he's got a gun? It's like bringing a knife to a gunfight. You brought a skateboard to a gunfight. He's already been chased. He's already been cornered. He's already been threatened. And now you already have a guy who's had to protect himself once. You don't think it's going to protect himself a second time. You dip with you're, you're a moron, right? It's uh, <laughs> there, there's certain things I want to say, but I want to be slightly um, thoughtful of this life that was taken. But it, he, he gave He hit him over the head with a skateboard. You got guy number two who has a gun. He's bringing a gun to a gunfight and he gets shot in the arm. What a shot. He's right. This is kind of goes to show you, right? This goes to show you when we are being trained in law enforcement is that you tend to aim and shoot the thing that's threatening you. And that we were cautioned that if you see a gun quite often, how, the reason you miss is because you're shooting at the thing, that, the thing that's threatening you and that's the gun. And so as instead of aiming at center mass is what we are trained to do, that that is where you're going to hit somebody and knock them down. Uh, and that's the, that's the best thing to do when you're being attacked and you think you're going to die is hit center mass is that we we're told, remember that because what you're going to tend to do is focus on the thing that scares you or threatens you. And that's the gun. And you're more likely to miss because it's moving, right? Somebody's bringing the gun out and it's moving. It's hard to hit this kind of moving target, especially when somebody's running or something like that. So our eyes, as a human being, we can focus on the thing that threatens us, and that's the gun. So it's kind of interesting to see how that worked out. The guy with the skateboard, bam, right in the chest, stomach, wherever he got hit, down, dead. Right. The other kid with the gun hit right near the gun, <laughs> right, 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 his wrist. All right. That ended it, though. That ended it. So he shot the guy that chased him, killed him, who he thought he was going to die from. He shot, uh, shot the second guy who was going to was coming down on him again for a second. He already hit him once. He was going to hit him again with a skateboard. I don't, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, well, the, the, the skateboard, 
No, it's not just the skateboard. A skateboard could take him out in the head. He was facing him. If he gets hit in the face or um, uh, anywhere else that's going to cause him to flinch or go down, that all, that's all that the, that the mob needs is to swarm and take him out. He's got to protect himself, even if the guy only had like a stick, right? If you had a stick, a skateboard, a knife, um, any other kind of blunt uh, weapon, um, he had no choice but to shoot him. Because if that takes, makes contact and takes him out, um, now he may not be dead, but he will be dead because now the mob's going to come and kick him uh, uh, to death uh, and whatever other weapons. The other guy with the gun may have shot him. And thank God he, he took care of the guy with the skateboard so that he come back and take care of the guy with the handgun. And he did the right thing. This is not a vigilante. I'm sorry. Um, left and media and politicians and the nitwit that was on um, uh, the, the, the Hammer show. I don't know why I can't remember Hammer's first name. So <laughs> I'm horrible at names. Amy comes on and watches my show. And every time I'm on, I cannot remember somebody's name. Um, it, it, so, um, oh, wait, what, what, what? Amy, Kyle Rittenhouse was supposed to have a guard card, but the, those destroying property and attacking people are, uh, uh, are exempt from all responsibility. You're right. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, that's the craziest thing. Like, he's supposed to have everything in line. Well, he should have six months of, uh, of uh, arm training. He should have a guard card. He should have, he should be 18, not 17, even though he's, you know, 17 years and 11 months. Um, I mean, you, you go through, a, well, he should have, he should have, he should have, he should have. How about you not attack him? Huh? How about you not, how do you be smart enough to not attack somebody with a, uh, an assault rifle? Uh, how dumb are you, right? You're just a, a dumb idiot. All right. So my point in all this is to just let you know that again, and, and uh, <laughs> this is always what I want to always surround this with because it's super important that this is coming to you. Do you think Konomish, right, Amy? Did I say it right that time? Can, did you think the people of Konomish, did you see a Donald Trump interview? These people are like, um, nobody ever comes to Konomish. <laughs> like, we, we were like, who? Who are these people? We already recognize, like they recognize everybody in Konomish. We don't recognize these people that are in Konomish. So if if this can happen in Konomish, right, where you have um, rioting, looting, buildings being burnt, uh, fire, uh, police departments being burnt, they have to call the National Guard to stop all the rioting. If you if you don't think this is going to be coming to your town, I am telling you, uh, Kenosha. Oh. <laughs> Kenosha. Thank you, Amy. Thank God you're on my shows. You're just like, uh, you're like co-host. You're like J Dan Bongino's wife, right? You're, uh, to me, you are on the other side of the camera giving me the things I need to know. Um, but um, if you don't think this is coming to you, it is. If you, um, uh, if, if uh, just protect yourself, well, it'll all work itself out. I'm not sure what's going to happen to the couple in St. Louis. They got some lunatics up there. The, at least they have the, uh, um, uh, the, the, uh, the governor's office, it seems to be, uh, you know, trying to keep every a lid on everything as far as them going to jail, that kind of stuff. Um, it, it, um, it, it is scary yet. I want you to be prepared. If it never comes to your town, thank God. Right now, but just start thinking, what is it you're going to do? Where are you going to go? Do you have weapons? Are they loaded or where is the weaponry? Are they safe from if you have children? Are you keeping them safe, but yet available? Are you teaching your children? I, I brought this up the other day. I'm surprised, surprised uh, uh, CPS hasn't come by knocking at my house yet, but I'm preparing my children, right? We've talked about it. We've talked about this. My, my daughter just asked me just before I went live as we were watching something on television. She goes, Dad, do you think they're really going to come to our house? And I said, you know, I... I, I just want you to be ready. Uh, uh, it is possible. Uh, and, uh, and I'm not, again, I'm not scaring. I'm not trying to add fear. I'm just trying to make uh, them prepared. Um, they are good kids, strong kids. They know me. We've been talking about stuff like this ever since they were born. Um, they fall, they hit, hurt something. I tell them to get up. I don't go, oh, are you okay? No, get up, get up. All right. You know, it, unless I see a bone sticking out of their skin, I won't say I won't tell them to get up. But if they fall and get up, let's go. Yeah, let's go. Let's get back on that bike and let's go. And my my son, my six year old, he did a jump the other day. Bam, hit his just took a digger chest face into the dirt. Um, and um, he laid there for a second. 
he looked at me and he's trying not to cry and he gets up on the bike and starts riding away and i can hear him whimpering as he's driving away and then he run and he starts pedaling again and goes off the jump again <laughs> and he does it the next time and then he falls the second time gets back up on the bike and goes again the kids are tough why because that's how i raise them and teach them they know i love them i will cuddle them i will hold them when they're hurt um but there's times also that you need to show them that um there is there is a time for toughness and to not fear uh if if at all possible you can have fear fear is healthy by the way right fear is healthy but um there there's a there's a difference between doing things out of fear uh and then also being prepared being fearful is actually safe being fearful as a cop can save your life having a sense of fear maybe not showing fear but having fear helps you make good decisions being behind cover right um, uh, getting concealment um um, when and when not to use your flashlight, right? Those are things that fear will teach you, right? I'm afraid that this is a little bit sketchy. So turning off my flashlight, you see what I'm saying? There's a difference in being fearful and scared and I don't know what to do and freezing, right? You don't want to be scared and free, fearful and freeze. You want to be able to make decisions while being slightly fearful or very fearful because you're prepared just a big, big difference. And I can go on a whole, uh, I've, I've, I've taught this before uh, and I'm trying to shorten it all up and I hope it's not sounding confusing, but my children do the same thing. The other day, my three sons and I were wrestling and all three of them were attacking me. And um, I warned them <laughs> that I don't fight fair and I am not going to lose and I'm going to teach you not to lose and it's going to hurt. And so after three of them stopped crying, um, we talked about it. <laughs> What a mean dad. Well, you know, uh, I, I teach him don't lose. You're not, I'm on the, I was on, they had me on the ground and they were trying to, to do, you know, trying to get me uh, into submission and uh, I had to turn the tables. Uh, and so that's, <laughs> that's the way it works out. So I haven't, hope I haven't gone onto some little trail here, but that's what I'm doing to you, right? People, well, I don't, you're scaring me that they're going to, they are going to come to you. I'm telling you, be prepared. Uh, make sure you know where your escape routes out are. Make sure you know where you're going to go if somebody's at your front door. Where are you going to go? If somebody's coming through your back door, where are you going to go? Um, what is it you're going to do? How are you going to do it? Where are the light switches at? Right? No, if you live in a new home or you've just uh, bought the home, have a uh, an understanding of where your escape routes are and where you're going to go. And uh, and where do you keep your weapons? Where do you keep your ammo? Um, do you have food? Do you have water? All that kind of stuff. And all these things are going to be really important. And that's um, that's all I'm telling you. Be prepared. Uh, get out of town if you think if you hear something going on and immediately get in your car and leave, right? Uh, you know, I hate to see property burn and be looted and all that kind of stuff, but the property can be replaced. And and I know that's the speaking point of, of the liberals is that, oh, it's this property. It's not really costing them anything. No, it's my property. But however, my life is way more important than my property. And uh, I'm more uh, willing to to give it up. I may stay in the house and tell the kids to leave. <laughs> <laughs> that's just kind of the way I think. Unfortunately, my father was on the OC Orange County Sheriff. So I get it. Uh, thank you, Carol. Yeah. And I, and I hope I'm, I'm trying to shorten up what would be a longer discussion into a very short period of time. But again, there's a huge difference of just being um, uh, fearful. What the fearful uh, that I'm talking about is what's happening with this pandemic, right? We're all just like putting on masks and, and, and oh, like robots. Well, put on our mask and then we don't go anywhere and we just believe what everybody tells us. And we see people that all the time. I had a post that I put up about the new CDC numbers, right? And they go, that's so untrue. Like somebody went crazy. And then I corrected them and said, no, this is truth. I don't even know why. And Facebook blocked it and said that it was not true. And I said, Everything I wrote is true. I'm not sure why you're fact checking this and saying what I said is not true. It is true. Uh, and then this one person who just lost her ever loving mind, um, Shonda or Sh Shalanda, Shonda, I don't even know. She's a, she's a friend of it. She went around and started just laughing at, at the guy that stands up that uh, the congressman, I go, dang, I can't think of his name, who stood up during the RNC um, and um, uh, stood for the flag um, and his two buddies helped him. Uh, she laughed at that. Uh, you know, and she was doing it in a way that wasn't respectful, right? Uh, there was something else I had on there, some other uh, uh, patriotic thing. And she she was busy putting laugh emojis on everything that was patriotic and that uh, she felt was, uh, you know, trying to put, you know, um, uh, Republicans down. Uh, and it was crazy. She had lost her mind. <laughs> I started to take a screenshot up of it and I said, you know what, it's, a, it, it's too hard to see, but all these things, she went around all my posts and, and, and commented with, with, la with the laughing icon, whatever you want to call that stupid thing um, on all those things. So people are losing their mind. That is, that is person, that's somebody who's lost their mind. 
who is bought into being uh, uh, fearful and believes what they're being told and is a sheep. Stop being a sheep. Stop being fearful. Stand up for yourself. Be mindful. Uh, be prepared. And don't listen to these nitwits that are on uh, uh, coming on and telling you that uh, this was vigilantism. It, this was a, a, a person that was asked to protect a piece of property. Hence, the, uh, since the other two properties that this, uh, the business owner owned were already burned down. And that's what they were doing. And that's all they would have done. They would have stood there and protected it. And he had his first aid kit and would have continued protecting people. But no, somebody uh, out of uh, uh, BLM had to chase him down and he, and he paid with his life because he was an idiot. And that that is the truth. And so I don't know what's going to happen, but um, there you go. All right, tomorrow, we're going to be talking about how do you kill 11 million people? It's really an important discussion. Um, you will see what it's all about tomorrow. How do you kill 11 million people? That will be our discussion and what it is we're going through today and the correlation of uh, of that actually happening in our history and what we need to be um, uh, looking at and understanding because the very same, same thing that was happening then is happening now. All right, my, my friends, I will see you tomorrow. Sorry, I didn't do that show tonight, but just it was way too crazy. And I got home about 30 minutes before I hit the live button. So I just did not have time to put some of the stuff together and get it up for you. I, I, there's a couple of things I do want to have. All right, my friends, thank you for joining. There's a lot of comments. I'll go through the comments. There are a lot of really, really good comments. I'm, I'm just sorry that... Um, I couldn't get to them all and they're all supportive. Uh, uh, and if you don't support me, I, I like the comments too um, because I use them <laughs> later on. I do appreciate it very much. Uh, thank you, Madison. Thank you, Amy. Madison Caw Cawthorn uh, stood in the wheelchair. Yeah, she went to that post and hit uh, the laughing emoji. How ridiculous. I mean, just people are just crazy. All right. If you go, if you're on my Facebook, you'll, you can see the one that she clicked. She went around and did that to a bunch of them. Um, she just lost her lost her mind because I wrote what the CDC said. <laughs> That's all I did. I just and she goes, oh, how do you, people are gonna die? Whatever, they're not. All right, my friends, I love you. God bless you. Take care, and I will see you on the next one. Bye bye. <laughs>